0: And I started thinking about Ezekiel 37. And I want to just read this to you because tonight I think you could take a seat right where you're at. We're going to stand back up and go into worship in just a little bit. But I believe that God is wanting to stir up an army. Anyone else believe that? Ezekiel 37 God said, The Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me in the midst of a valley, and it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there was very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh Lord God, you know, you're the only one who knows. And he said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you will live. And I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you will live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I began to prophesy, there was a noise in the valley. Suddenly, a rattling, and the bones began to come together, bone to bone. And indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over, but there was still no breath in them. And He said, prophesy to the breath. Don't hold your breath tonight. God's prophesying over His church, breath, breath, a breath of heaven, a breath of power, a breath of authority, a breath of endurance in these last days, a breath of fresh hunger, a breath of revival. And I'm speaking it out right now. I hope you're receiving it. God's speaking breath into your dry bones, into your dry relationships, into your weary uh, uh, spiritual hunger, your weary thirst for God. David said, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul thirsteth after you. David was reckoning himself to be like a deer that was exhausted going to the water to find strength. And I believe tonight that as we're seeking God, as we're praying, as we're listening to the word, as we're hearing those scriptures spoken over our lives ending this year and going into the next year, that God's prophesying breath into you as he was in Ezekiel. And he says this. He says, prophesy to the breath, son of man, and say to the breath. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath came into them. And they lived and they stood upon their feet. And it was an exceedingly great army. Church, we are an army in the last days. We are an army to defeat the enemy. God's looking for an army that's going to receive the breath of heaven inside of them. How do we get it? You gotta prophesy it. You gotta speak what's not there to come into you tonight. What we were doing earlier, we were speaking the word over our lives. We're speaking God's word. That's why I hate negative words spoken over me. Anyone who's friends with me, if someone says a negative word, I'll say I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Speak life over me. Speak life over my kids. Speak life over my marriage. Speak life over our church. Don't you dare say a a, a deadly word against me. now. I know people are always joking so don't get upset don't get offended but here's what I'm trying to say we get the life inside of us by speaking it over our lives he said prophesy to the dead dry bones and he said to me son of man These bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. We've been cut off. Therefore, prophesy over Israel and say, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves, I will put my spirit in you. As I've been praying about this new year, I've just been sensing... This is a year of increased sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. We cannot do what God's called us to do if we do not have an increased sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's voice. To listen. To just cut out the clutter. To cut out the noise and listen to the Holy Spirit. To turn off the phones. To turn off the TV. To turn off the music. And just listen to God's voice. You're here tonight to listen to God's voice. You've decided to cut out some noise tonight, to seek God's face, and 2016 is a year that we must, everybody say must, increase our sensitivity, increase our sensitivity to the Lord. Ezekiel, no not Ezekiel, um, Exodus 33:11. it said that Moses would go and meet with God face to face as a man would meet with another man. This is Exodus thirty three eleven, And when Moses would go and do this, he would leave and go back to the camp. But his young servant, Joshua, would not depart from the tabernacle. He would not leave the presence of God. He was a contender for the presence of God. In 2016, to increase our sensitivity, we need to increase our hunger to be in the presence of God. We need to increase our time that we're spending in his presence, worshiping him, praying to him. And I want to challenge you, go into 2016 with a fast. A Bunch of our staff members are doing this, choosing to fast going into 2016. Whether it's fasting a, a, a food that, that you desire, maybe it's uh, giving up meat for the first seven days, the first 21 days, or maybe it's giving up sweets, or maybe it's giving up uh, something else besides food. Maybe it's to give up social media and TV and, and, and all of the, the noise that we find ourselves Uh, filling our minds with during the day. I want to challenge you, go into the new year with a fast. Why? Because when you fast, you start sensing a a deeper hunger for God. You start feeling a a, a stronger pull to have intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You start increasing your sensitivity. The other word that I got for 2016 is that it's going to be a year of greater. Everybody say greater. It's going to be a greater year, but... When we go into a greater year, there's gonna be greater tests. There's gonna be greater tests that we're gonna to have to walk through. That's what God spoke to me is, Paul, there's gonna be a greater test than there's ever been for the church. It's gonna purify the church. It's gonna purify people who are truly desiring to go after God. How many of y'all are truly desiring to go after God? Maybe you're watching online right now all over the world. God is calling us to come to a greater level towards Him, but we've gotta go through a test. And a test is not a bad thing when you lean into the grace of God. Because on the other side of that test is a greater reward for the test that you walk through. The scripture that God gave me was Daniel chapter 3, verse 1. It says that in that time there was a king named Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. And he set up an image. And he said, everyone must worship this image. And those who do not worship this image will be cast into a fiery furnace. They will be killed. For those who don't bow down to the image I've set up, and it was, a, it was an idol that he had set up, a huge golden idol. And I love this verse right here because all of a sudden you see the different people that were in the room that day. Daniel chapter 3, it says in verse 8, during that time, let, let's go to verse, let's actually, let's, let's go to verse 4. A herald cried out, To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, that you will fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship will be cast immediately into the burning fiery furnace. And at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, that the people and the nations and the languages fell down and they worshiped this image. There is a rise of idolatry in our nation. There's a rise of the enemy trying to pull Christians away from worshiping God and into idolatry. Worshiping other things. Worshiping uh, uh, what the the world is trying to deem as the the way to live now. The way to think now. Trying to change people from being Bible-believing Christians to being partial Bible-believing Christians. It's becoming increasingly unpopular to truly stand on God's Word, to truly worship the Lord of Lords, Jesus, and to know that He's the only way to heaven. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And so it says that at this time, verse 9, there was a few Chaldeans who came forward and they accused the Jews. They spoke and they said, King Nebuchadnezzar, you live forever. You made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn must fall down and worship, but... There are a few Jews who have set over, that you set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image you have set up. You know what God spoke to me when I was reading this? There's about to be an acceleration of separation in 2016. There's an acceleration of separation. Everybody say, accelerated separation. God is separating the sheep from the goats. He is separating the people who are committed to Him and the ones who are just looking over the fence. One foot in God, one foot in the world. There's an accelerated separation. During this moment, people, I'm sure there were other people there who probably believed in God, but they were afraid of losing their lives and so they fell down and they worshiped the gold image. But these three, They were separated because they were willing to stand even if it cost them their life. In 2016, you better be willing to stand even if it costs you your life, because I'm telling you, there's no other reward that's greater than the reward of knowing Jesus and knowing my eternity is with him. No matter whether I live or die, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Church, it's a time to stand. 2016, it's election year. You get to decide where you're gonna stand. And I'm not just talking about election here in the United States, I'm talking about election in your heart. Who's gonna be the president of your heart? Who's gonna be the king of your heart? Is it gonna be you or is it gonna be Jesus? Are you gonna go with what the world wants you to go with or are you gonna go with what God's word is calling you to go with? It's gonna cost you something. 2016, it's gonna cost you. The greater reward is gonna cost you. It's gonna be a test. But I'm telling you, you have the grace to pass the test. You have the grace to pass the test. And it said that these three, when it was found out that they would not worship, it said, verse 15, now, if you're ready at this time, we're going to give you another chance. If you're ready at this time, when you hear the sound, fall down and worship. But if you do not worship, you will be cast immediately into the fire. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? These are the words of Nebuchadnezzar. Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered to the king. We're all going to answer to a king. And they said, "Oh Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will... Deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you. Somebody say, let it be known. O king, we don't serve your gods, nor will we worship your images that you've set up. Our God is Yahweh. Our God is the Lord Almighty, the great I am. He's not an idol of gold. He stands enthroned in heaven forever. He is the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. He's not stuck in a trend. He's not stuck in a year. He goes from 2015 to 2016. The same God who delivered us back then will continue to deliver us again. But no matter what, we're not bowing down to the idols of the day. Church, this is the calling for 2016 is that you would fix your heart to stand on God's word, to walk through the fire, to walk through the test. When they chose to stand, they had to go through a great test, a great fire. As I was reading this, I just thought 2016, there's going to be a purifying, a purifying, a purifying of the body of Christ, an accelerated separation. I know this isn't one of those words where you're like, yes! But I I have to preach what the Holy Spirit put in my heart, and there's going to be a test. But I'm telling you, for whatever test it is for you, and I think it's going to be different for each person. This last year, me and my wife, we walked through a test too. Some tests are small, some tests are big. For us, we had to hold on to God's Word when we got in a report about one of our babies. We had to pray, we had to stand, we walked through a a period of time where we had to choose. We're not going to bow down to fear. We're not going to bow down to strife. There's probably people who've walked through some tests this past year, financial tests, times where you could have allowed fear to come in or strife or division in your house or hopelessness or depression. But when you go into this new year, you need to know that the test you're walking into, God has already prepared you for it. He's warned you for it and he's prepped you for it and you're gonna pass. And when you pass through the fire, On the other side is a great reward. It said when they walked into the fire, they weren't even burned. Their clothes didn't even smell like smoke. The king tried to knock them out, tried to take them down, but they didn't even burn. They walked out of the... The other people who threw them in the fire ended up burning, but they walked out totally clean, smoke-free. God took care of them, and then the king turned his heart towards God. You know what God spoke to me? Because the end of that story ends with an incredible harvest of people turning to God. God said 2016 is gonna be the greatest harvest we've seen yet in our church. Greatest harvest we've seen yet in the body of Christ. The kingdom of God is not slowing down. It's not ending, it's not fading. We're not going into 2016 with doom and gloom saying it's the end of the church and the church will never uh, rebound back from this. No, we're going into 2016 knowing that it's going to be the greatest harvest for the church worldwide that we've ever seen. Because when you walk through the fire and you walk out on the other side, God's already prepared your testimony to lead millions of people to Christ. It's going to be a great harvest. Everybody say great harvest. So we've got to get up. We've got to get up. If you've been down this past year, if you've been not down, it's time to get up. Turn to the person next to you and say, get up. Don't let the devil hold you down from past mistakes. Don't let the devil hold you down from things that didn't work out. Don't let the devil keep your faith down. Get up. Get your expectancy up. Get your hunger up. Get your Bible reading time up. Get your uh, 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 desiring of God's will in your life up. And secondly, get moving. God said these three things. Get up. Get moving and get in. And I'll tell you what those three are. But get moving. Don't sit in idle this year. Don't be in idle motion. Move in God's spirit. Get moving in serving in God's house. Get moving in developing your gifts. Don't let your gifts stay at one level. God's looking for people who will steward the talents that he's given them. In order to multiply your talents, you got to move. Everybody say Move you got to move with faith this year. Get moving with the gifts he's put inside you. This is your year to plug into the church. This is your year to move with your finances. This is your year to move with your faith. This is your year to move with your testimony. If you've got a gift to teach, if you've got a gift to serve, if you've got a gift to help uh, young people and to mentor others, stop putting it off until the following year. This is your year to move in the gifts that God's put inside you. Use what He's put inside you and then get in. Everybody say, get in. God said it's time to get into God's Word like never before. John 15 verse 1 through 9 says, apart from me, you can't do anything. You must abide in me and I in you because when you're abiding in Him, when you get into God's Word and you get into God's presence, that's where the fruit's produced. If you want to produce some amazing fruit in 2016, get into God. Get into God like never before. Get into God's Word. Get into God's presence. Get into what God wants to do. Take a fast at the beginning of January. Me and my wife are going to do it. I challenge you to do it. What does fasting do? It causes us to increase our sensitivity to the Lord. Think about what you might fast. This weekend, I'm going to more talk a little bit deeper on that. We're going to show you some tools that we've put together for you uh, that we'll be releasing this weekend. It's going to be an awesome opportunity for you to think about fasting this year in 2016. Fasting is not a religious thing. It's not a thing we do because of tradition. It's a thing we do because we've seen the results from it. And so we see all throughout the Word of God, I mean, Jesus fasted, so many other people fasted. It causes us to wait on God's Word. It causes us to have self-control. How many of you could increase your self-control in 2016? I think we all could. I think we all could. I think a fast helps produce greater self-control. It causes us to say no to the thing that we feel like we have to have, that pop, that coffee, that coffee. That steak, that chicken, just giving it up for one week, saying, Lord, I'm going to practice self-control this week. I'm going to give this thing up. And in place of that, I'm not just doing a diet. I'm going to seek your face. I'm going to seek your face. A lot of people think the word hunger is is a a bad word, a desperate word. People who are hungry, there's something wrong with them. But hunger is not a bad word. Hunger is actually a great word. I heard somebody say this, hunger is not the sign of God's absence, it's the proof of God's presence. Hunger is not the sign; is not a sign of God being absent from your life. Hunger is actually the proof that man, you've got God in your life. This year, increase your hunger by taking time to fast. All right, last points right here. You guys ready for it? Can you give me like three more minutes? I gotta get this out. This is stuff that God told me to share with you tonight. This year will be a year that requires greater faith greater grace, greater peace, greater courage, and greater integrity. Let me go with the first one, greater faith. Tonight was a step of faith for me. You know, honestly, I thought, well, it's New Year's Eve. we got to have some big-name speaker who comes in and preaches a great word. Who am I to get up and speak? You know what God said to me? Paul, he said, step up your faith this year. Quit putting yourself down at the level that you can't speak to the church, a prophetic word for 2016. He said, I want you to stir your faith up to start seeing yourself in a way that I see you. Paul, I've got a calling on your life to lead and to prophetically speak into your church. And so we had plans to have a a guest speaker, but God said, stop. I've called you to speak to the church this year in 2016. I've called you to prophesy what the year is going to hold. So what did that mean? I had to step into greater faith. Everybody say greater faith. Don't despise your age. Don't despise your gender. Don't despise your past. Don't despise your gifts. God's called you to step up this year in a way that only you can do it. Only you can do what God's called you to do. And he's saying, get your faith up. I'm going to use you in a greater way than you've ever imagined. I'm going to challenge you to rise higher. Greater faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not yet seen. Start seeing yourself the way God sees you. Start seeing the plans that God has for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, I have great plans for you. Do you see it? Because a person with greater faith can see, God's got plans for my future. And they're not plans to put me down. They're not plans to cut me out. They're not plans to say you're finished. But he's got plans of hope. Plans of me to prosper, plans of me to grow. And I'm going to seek his face to get that greater plan that he has for my life. Matthew 15, 28 is a story of a woman who had great faith. Jesus said, there's something different about you. He said, I've not seen this kind of faith in Israel except right here. This mom had great faith to see her daughter set free from a demonic stronghold on her life. Any moms in the room tonight? Any dads in the room tonight? If you knew that your child could be healed or set free by God from a bondage that they're in, an addiction that they're in, a sickness that's on their life, would you run to Jesus with great faith and say, Jesus, this woman did it. She had great faith. She said, Jesus, I know you can heal my daughter, and I'm not leaving till I see the miracle. That's great faith right there. This is a year to stir up your faith, to be persistent in asking God, God, I love you, Lord, I believe in you, and I'm standing on your word that my kids will come back to church, that my marriage will be restored, that my daughter would be healed, Lord, that my son would be set free. Whatever it is, stir up greater faith. Greater grace. This year you need God's grace, and you're gonna need to give God's grace to other people in your life. Don't allow this year to stir up bitterness in your life. Choose at the beginning of the year. Lord, I'm going to walk in greater grace this year. I'm going to receive the daily dose of grace for my life, and I'm going to extend a daily dose of grace towards other people. This is a year of greater grace for our church. Grace is favor. It's giving something to someone that they don't deserve. They didn't earn it. This year, God wants to give you something you didn't earn because He loves you. Now, in return, don't just hoard it all to yourself. Extend grace to other people in your life. This year, walk in greater grace, greater empowerment. God's going to empower you this year to walk in holiness. He's giving you greater grace, and He wants you to extend greater grace towards other people. Acts 4 verse 33 says that God gave the disciples great grace. It came upon them. This grace caused them to walk in favor, it caused them to walk in boldness, it caused them to step up with greater power and greater strength. God wants to give that same great grace to you. Third, great peace this year. Everybody say stay calm and move forward. There's going to be things that try to come against you to steal your peace this year. You're going to need to 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 stir up greater peace. Lord, I'm going to stay in peace this year. No matter what happens, no matter what I see, God, give me greater peace. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says he's going to give you perfect peace. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You want to get greater peace? Get your mind on God. Get your mind off the storm, off the lack, off the struggle, off the difficulty, off the opposition. Sometimes we're so focused on the opposition of man that we miss the the presence of God that's giving us peace even in the opposition. God's gonna keep your mind in perfect peace, greater peace this year. Number four, great courage this year, greater courage. Courage, the ability to move when you're afraid to move, the ability to walk forward even when it's dark and you can't see the steps in front of you, to press through, to climb higher, to pursue further, to take on the lion, then the bear, then the giant. This year, God wants to give you greater courage. He said in in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9 Take courage, Joshua. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Joshua, I'm with you. Great courage. Great courage, Joshua. The thing God's called you to do requires greater courage this year. Last but not least, greater integrity. Greater integrity this year. God's separating the sheep from the goats. This is not about comparing ourselves to other Christians saying, I'm more holier than you. That's not what this is about. This is about... In your race, in your walk with God, that you're going to aim to walk in integrity, to do the right thing even when it hurts, to be honest, to do things with excellence, to do things with character, to not cheat someone, to not lie to someone, to not do something that you shouldn't do, to be the same person with this group that you are with that group. Don't be, be a, a pretender with other people this year. It's time to be who you are. Don't have triple uh, different masks that you put on with different people. People. Be the same person this year. Greater integrity results in a greater reward on your life. God rewards integrity. God rewards honesty. God rewards a, a character. Can we stand up on our feet all over this room? 2016 is going to be your greatest year yet. How many of y'all believe it? How many of y'all believe it? Holy Spirit, move in this place right now. God, arrest our hearts and our minds. Get us focused on Jesus on the cross. (sighs) Purify us, God. Renew our minds. Renew our hearts. Forgive us where we've missed it. Lord, we thank you for the great grace that you've given us. You have forgiven us. Lord, we ask you now, not only for your forgiveness, but your empowerment as we walk into the new year with great faith. That our best days are in front of us. That we have victory over temptation. God, that we have favor that we didn't earn. Lord, that you're going to grant us favor this year. Lord, that that when we face the test that we'll have to face in 2016, Lord, that we won't run from it. We won't be scared. We won't be exhausted, tired, weary, or just say, I'm done. But, Lord, we would walk through the fire with our eyes on you, leaning on the Holy Spirit, leaning on the grace of God. And, Lord, I thank you for the reward, the harvest you have in store for the church. God, not just for this church, but churches worldwide. Lord, Christians worldwide, I thank you, Jesus, that we would stand with great courage. God, that we would stand for you. Lord, that we would stand on your word.